Welcome to 12 Minutes of Dauntless Commentary on Widely Unaccepted Truth from God's Word. Hang on to your Bible. I am Elsie Breeden, and this is Audaciously Unpopular. Spoiler alert! Operating in arrogance is not a substitute for anointing. Looking the part, making things up, claiming they came from God in order to make yourself look spiritually connected does not make you anointed. This is a pet peeve of mine in case you had not noticed. It's just something that gets me riled up. Claiming to be special, claiming some kind of special anointing that sets you above another child of God is operating in arrogance and not anointing. God does anoint people. God uses us, but the anointing is a result of his choice and power, and it does not have anything to do with our qualifications. It does not make us more qualified when he uses us. In 1 Corinthians, Paul writes that God chooses the weak things, the foolish things, the base things of the world, because that is who he can use to show off his power so that he will get the glory and not us. Let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 9 and look for a minute at the first king of Israel, King Saul. In 1 Samuel chapter 9, his response to Samuel the prophet, informing him that God had chosen him to be king, was, Do you know who I am? That's Saul's response. He's like, Do you know where I come from? Do you know who my family is? We're nobodies. We're from the tribe of Benjamin, which is like the least of all the tribes, and I'm like the least of all the house of my father. Are you sure about this, Samuel? Are you sure you heard right? And so he has an attitude of humility. He has a clear knowledge of, I'm not really anybody special. I'm not fit for this. I'm not qualified to be king. Fast forward to 1 Samuel chapter 13. Saul is king, and he is waiting on Samuel, the prophet, and the priest of Israel to show up and offer sacrifices to God before the battle. This was something they did before they went into a battle against a ungodly nation. Israel would offer sacrifices to God. And it was Samuel's job as priest of Israel, as prophet of Israel, to offer, to lead in that sacrifice, to lead in that moment. And so in 1 Samuel chapter 13, we find Saul waiting for Samuel to show up. And according to Saul's timetable, Samuel was late. He didn't show up. Uh, It says that Saul waited for seven days. And when Samuel didn't show up, Saul began to operate in arrogance, not anointing. He offered the sacrifices without Samuel. And as soon as he was done, Samuel shows up and says, what in the world are you doing? You know better than this. But Saul operated in arrogance because he saw that the people were starting to lose interest. They were starting to scatter. They were starting to divide. And so instead of waiting on God and doing things under the anointing that God had already put on his life as king, Saul operates in arrogance, thinking that he can step over into another anointing, into a place that he was not called to be, to offer the sacrifices. Now, the sacrifices needed to be offered, but when Saul stepped up to do them, he was operating in arrogance that he was qualified to do this, and he wanted to look anointed to keep the people united. He wanted to step up and do this thing so that he would look good in front of the people and keep them together, and so he offers the sacrifices which needed to happen, but he does it from the wrong heart. 
two chapters later in 1 Samuel 15, we find that Saul's arrogance has grown because now he decides that his battle plan is better than God's instructions. When God told him to destroy all of the Amalekites and when, Sam, when Saul gets back from the battle and Samuel comes to meet him, he says, what, what's going on? Why do I hear cattle and sheep and, you know, all of these things? And Saul's like, oh, well, you know, the people wanted to keep him. It doesn't matter. Saul was the king and he should have followed God's instructions. But he thought his battle plan was better and he wanted to look good in front of the people. He wanted to keep the people happy. So instead of operating in the anointing, again, as we've mentioned, instead of doing that, he operates in arrogance and the result is tragic. So after he offered the sacrifices in chapter 13, Samuel told him that God had been looking for a man after his own heart, but because Saul had done that, he was now disqualified for a lasting kingdom. God was looking for someone who was consistent, who was faithful to God and his word, who would stay in the perimeters of God's anointing and not try to do things on their own. And when Saul stepped out and began to operate in arrogance, he lost that connection. He was no longer a man after God's own heart, and God could no longer make his kingdom a lasting one. And then when he operated in further arrogance in chapter 15, the result was not only does Saul not have a lasting kingdom, but now Saul, you don't have a kingdom at all. And not only do you not have a kingdom at all, not only has it been taken from you and given to someone more worthy and someone who has a heart after God, but God had also removed his presence from Saul's life. We see in, in chapters later how Saul deals with an evil spirit and how he is tormented. And, and all of those things happen because he, does no, he no longer has the presence of God anointing his life. So why are we talking about this? Because I feel like we need to evaluate ourselves and we, we must look and take an honest account. Am I operating in arrogance or am I operating in anointing? Because so many times I think we as Christians, we want to look good in ministry and we want to appear spiritual to the people that are listening to us, to the people who are watching us. And if we're not careful, it is so easy to step into that lane of arrogance and to begin to claim that we spoke to God for a certain amount of time and it really wasn't that long or we claim to study and we really didn't. Or we claim that he said a certain thing to us to tell someone else, and he really didn't. We just thought it up. We just claimed it for ourselves. Because we've learned how to move people based on emotion. We've learned the right words to say. We've learned how to move them to an altar. We've learned how to move them to tears. We've learned how to say the things that will bring condemnation to make them feel guilt. Because without anointing, they're not going to feel conviction. The Bible says that unless God draws them, that no one can be saved. So it's not about what we say. But if we're not careful, we go there. If we're not careful, we go to that place of arrogance instead of anointing. Because arrogance says, I want to look good. I'm in this position, and this is what I say to look good, and this is what I say to make you think that I'm more spiritual than you, because after all, I am specially anointed. No, you're specially arrogant. We need to take evaluation of ourselves, because if we're un operating in anything other than knowing that we are nothing special, that there's nothing special about us, we are earthen vessels. And when we know that we are earthen vessels, but yet we hold a treasure inside of us, that is the gospel of Christ. 
and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and that it is only by the Holy Spirit that anything is accomplished. We have no power in ourselves. We are not worthy in ourselves, but he holds the power and we must be anointed by him. And that is not, it's not our anointing and it's not an anointing that we, we might not have that anointing one day, especially if we start operating in arrogance, that anointing will be taken from us. If we start claiming any glory, if we start claiming any spirituality based on how God uses us in a situation, we will lose it. Smith Wigglesworth was known to have said, I am scared that if I ever take any glory for myself, then God will completely remove his hand from me. He must have known the story of Saul because that's what happened. Saul went from knowing his place and knowing who he was as the least of the tribe of Benjamin to thinking that he was so anointed that he could operate in the, in the office of king and priest. And I believe that God gives anointing for certain situations, but that is his anointing. That's not yours, and it's not mine. And it's not ours to decide when to use it and how to use it and what to say, but it's his anointing. It is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It's about him. It's not about us or our qualifications. And if he does use us, it doesn't mean that we're now a vessel of gold. But no, we're still earthen vessels that hold the treasure of the goodness of God. In the Old Testament, anointing was a sign of consecration. It was a sign of being set apart for God's use. I think that's still true today. Being anointed is not that you're special, but it means that God has chosen you for that moment to operate through you for the furtherance of the gospel, for the furtherance of his kingdom. So we need to evaluate. In Proverbs 16, verse 5, it says that an arrogant heart is an abomination to the Lord. You can't be arrogant and operate in anointing. It, it doesn't work. And if there's anything about our presentation that points to us, if there's anything about our sermon or our ministry or our Facebook posts or anything that points to how spiritual we are or shows off how great we've got it together, then I'm afraid we're operating in arrogance and not anointing because anointing does not point to us. Anointing points to the Father. Anointing is how the Holy Spirit can use us to draw people to himself. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. I cannot emphasize enough that this is not about us. This is not about how spiritual we are or how good we look before people, but this is about staying humble and committed to God, consecrated to what he has designed for us to do, consecrated to his purpose for our lives. We need to remember we are earthen vessels. That's all. We are just earthen vessels. We are not special. We are not accomplished. We are not qualified. We are only earthen vessels. And it is only through the anointing of the Holy Spirit that we are any good at all in the kingdom of God. And if he ever lifts that anointing, if he ever walks away from us, then we are in trouble. And we need to check ourselves before that happens and evaluate and make sure that we are not retaining any glory for ourselves, that we are not operating in arrogance so that we may portray a certain image of spirituality to those who are looking at us. Because it is about getting people to Jesus not about getting people to applaud us.